0: Almighty God, gracious Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit renews the church in every age. Pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in your word. Protect and comfort them in times of trial. Defend them against all enemies of the gospel. And bestow on the church your saving grace, saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
1: <clears> the <throat> Psalter today is Psalm 46. God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Thereby though its waters roar and foam, through the mount- though the mountains tremble with its turmoil. There is a the city of the holy foundation of the most God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in the Lord, King of the Star, the Spirit The Lord of hosts is with us, and the God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, you the word of the Lord, Lord. see what has been changed he makes wars wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. God, I am all the the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The Old Testament lesson for today is Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. A covenant they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall we teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. Says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Word of God, word of life. Thank God.
0: The Holy Gospel according to John, chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham, and we have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, God. May we see. So this one gets me every time. This passage from John is so easy to co-op and adapt and force a meaning. What do I mean? talking about the part that says that you and I will know the truth and that same truth will free us. Mm -hmm. Then some of us go to free and attach it to freedom and freedom conjures up the notion of political freedom. Then because the words free and freedom took us to the political meaning of free and freedom some of us also go to our own political definition of truth too. And so great political divide that we're experiencing in this country right now. In fact, some of you are starting to squirm in your pew because you think I might be about to make a political statement. And you're right. I'm here to tell you today, on this Reformation Sunday, where we also have the privilege of baptizing these two beautiful baby girls, that Jesus is not doing partisan politics. Jesus is not talking about political freedom. Jesus is not talking about political truth either. Even though our gospel lesson is all about truth and freedom. The gospel lesson from John is about freedom and truth. Oh yes, and slavery, slavery to sin. Jesus often is overtly political in the scriptures, but not here. Jesus is talking to all who will listen, including those of us listening today here at Jerusalem Western Salisbury Church. And Jesus is telling us that if we believe what we just said in the baptism, the promises we made, the promises we made on behalf of these two little girls, is that if we profess belief in Jesus, and if we give all honor and praise to that same Jesus, and if we establish ourselves as followers of Jesus and pray to Jesus without ceasing, Then and only then can we begin to feel free and experience that hope that only comes from knowing God. And if we know God, we will begin to know and understand the truth, and that truth will set us free. That truth will set us free. What do you think about that notion or idea of the truth that sets us free? Is it your experience that when you have truth, you are indeed free? We need to be really clear here regarding Christian freedom, as that is what Jesus is talking about in the gospel lesson. Jesus makes a very clear contrast between slavery and freedom. One scholar reminds us that we need to be, we must be careful to avoid that sin is not only an action and not a reflection of the underlying condition, but that means is our act of sin are a direct and clear reflection of an alienation from God. Uh Uh-oh, still confused. An example of what I mean. If a drug abuser, someone addicted to substances, steals and robs to feed their substance abuse, the challenge is not as much about stealing and robbing, but instead the underlying condition of substance abuse that is driving the need to steal and rob. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. It says in 1 John 1, chapter 1, verse 8. In other words, we convince ourselves that we are in control. That we have the answers. That we can help ourselves when we maintain this kind of self-control. Things will just be fine. We try to convince ourselves that everything will just be fine. Well, it clearly says in Galatians 5, verse 1, the key to freedom in Christ, for for freedom Christ has set us free. It does not offer liberation, be careful. It does not make it conditional to how we respond. It's not held up as a doctrine that needs to be believed. It is instead proclaimed loudly and boldly that in Jesus Christ, in this freedom in Christ, that the day of liberation has already come. So it doesn't offer us liberation, it just gives it to us. The freedom has come, as it says in Romans 8 verse 1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The Son has made them free indeed. All of that becomes an even bigger challenge when we begin to consider how little truth seems to be around us in the world today. I think it makes us even more aware of how we can and are, if we are not careful, how we can and are captured by, enslaved if you will, by all that keeps us tied up and held captive, all this stuff that's all around us. You know, all the stuff that keeps us bound up and keeps us from speaking out or keeps us from truly feeling free. So then, when the Word is spoken, when the Word is received, when the Word is acknowledged, and when the Word is believed, and when the Word is embraced, and when the Word is carried out, and when we begin to understand just how the truth can set us free, and how that truth is able to set us free, truth can seemingly be hard to come by. In life, it often seems relative. Still, I think our freedom comes home to us when we simply do our best to speak it and acknowledge our need to be set free. In response to the giver of freedom, Jesus, who simply yearns to unbind us, to untie us, to take off all that binds us up, and set us free. What do you think? As we consider all of this Sunday, all of this on Sunday has been declared Reformation Sunday, Reformation Sunday. We think about the vision and courage that these agents of change for the church, for this reformation of the church, Martin Luther and John Calvin and Jan Hus and John Knox, to name a few, just a few, who encompassed the faith traditions that make up the protestant Yes, we are protesters, all of us protestants. The protestant heritage and the history of both faith traditions, Lutheran and Reformed, those great, powerful German Lutheran and German evangelical Reformed faith traditions found here at Jerusalem Western Salisbury Church. In the face of great opposition and danger to their own lives, Holy Scripture was given for the first time during the Reformation to the people of the church. You know what that means? That means that before that, only priests could read it. No one else could read it. You couldn't pick it up and just read it. You couldn't, you didn't have one at your house. You had to go to church, you had to listen to it and hope that you understood what the priest was saying. But most of the time you didn't because you didn't speak Latin and he was speaking Latin. <laughs> And it was a great danger for them to do this, to give the scripture to the people of the church for the first time. All who wanted to read it and study it now could. It wasn't just the priests who could read and wrestle with the scripture. Now everybody could. As it relates to the gospel lesson from John this morning, Martin Luther in particular had much to say about this gospel lesson. One pastor talks about what he, what Luther had to say in this way. The absolute truth which liberated Luther and which liberate, liberates all who believe it is that Jesus Christ is... Lord. This ultimate and awesome reality doesn't keep us from the fires and trials of our life journey. No one ever promised that. Rather, it strengthens and carries us safely through and beyond them. The pastor continues he says, this same truth frees us, all of us, and motivates us, all of us, for the chores and trials of every day from now on. All we have to do is believe that Jesus is our Lord. And so as we sit here this morning and think about all that we have already done in worship this morning, just think about it for a minute. How we proclaim faith in Jesus Christ a number of times. How we proclaim, especially proclaim faith in Jesus Christ by entrusting and joining not just one little one, but two little ones to us here in this place that we call church through their baptisms. How in the midst of all of this is the world in the world today. How all that's going on. How Karen and Nick and Jackson have taken time out of their very busy lives to make sure that we begin a process of making sure that Reagan and Madeline understand even some small aspect of beginning to know the truth and how that same truth can set all of us free. All of us who simply say and affirm, I believe, which we did a whole bunch of times this morning. So that we begin through careful commitment to nurturing these little ones and their brother Jackson and all the cousins and everyone who's gathered, all of the young ones and all of us more experienced ones too because all of us are still in that learning process. It's all about this truth. It's all about this truth of knowing Jesus. It's all about this truth of knowing Jesus because we know Jesus, we will all be set free amen, amen. of all wait upon you and you open your hand in blessing fill us with good things as we serve you that we may come to help to the help of all in need through Jesus Christ our Redeemer Let us join our voices together, praying the prayer that Jesus himself taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now receive these words of benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and always and unto ages of ages. Amen. bless our journey. Go in peace, confident of God's abiding grace. Amen.